the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Friday, July 14th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. We had a killer show today. Action Great packed. show. Front to back. Uh, and it's always nice to finish the week on a strong show like that. It sure is. Weekend plans for you, Shauna. Uh, gonna go to the Grand Sancho tomorrow night. Nice. Uh, might try and rip out to the mountains for a little bit. Do some uh, some stand up paddleboarding maybe oh. during the day tomorrow. Where are you gonna go? Uh, I have some friends camping out in Dead Man's Flats. Cool. So they have some spots that they like to go apparently. So, so maybe do that tomorrow. What's the body of water that you would paddleboard? I on? don't know. I was asking them that. They have some ideas of different spots. So I was like, cool. Uh, and then I don't know. I might do the rodeo today. I'm just nice. Chatting with some friends about that. Yeah. Friend, one of McKenna's friends. He bought this really nice paddleboard. I think he paid about fifteen hundred bucks for it. And he's like, I don't really have a place to store it. He's like, Can I store it at your house and you can use it whenever you want? Right, yeah. So I have this really nice paddleboard in my garage. I haven't taken it out yet. We'll probably take it to the lake in our neighborhood. But I even wanted to like, would it be difficult to take it down the river? Do you think? Uh, not difficult. Like, no. Would I be able to do it? Y- yeah. Um. If you're not overly skilled, it, you'd go on some adventures for sure. I've only been on a paddleboard once before. Got mm-hmm. the hang of it pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, but there's some rapids and stuff on the boat, right, that you'd have to navigate through. If it's too gnarly, could you just kneel down you and could. take them that way? Yeah, yeah, and you're right, it's not super gnarly right now because it's pretty low, so yeah. yeah, you'd be fine. Yeah, I'm just thinking about getting McKenna to drop me off like upstream, upriver, and then float my way back. Yeah. Maybe I'll give that a try. That'd be fun. Uh, we're going to the, I think we're going to wander down to Stampede tonight. We're going to see the, the show on the Coke stage talk in Mountain Joy. Nice. Yeah. And then I might do that too, actually. We'll see. Maybe pop into Cowboys just for a, just a quick, quiet one, you know? Just a quick drink. Mm. Quick, quiet. As you do. <laughs> yeah. Find a nice, quiet little corner in Cowboys. In Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> it's always very tame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really tame there. McKenna works early tomorrow, so we won't be going wild. I think we might go tomorrow night. Might do it up tomorrow night nice. before the kids come back. Good call. On today's show, as I said, it was a good one. Sean has invented a new term for people at Stampede. I think this is going to go. Trying it up with size, yeah. We're going to talk about participation trophies. The participation trophy generation, which we're a part of, and how detrimental is it really? The top 10 Terry Tattoos. The Goat of Country Songs. And a segment that we are quite proud of, that we worked very hard on. We did. Right after your Out of Context clip of the show. It's called Quad Ditch. You have a few too many and put your quad in the rhubarb. <laughs> All while chasing some snacks. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I'd say it's been a while since we've been this excited to share with you something that we've worked on. It's true, yeah. Um, so I got a message about a month ago from friend of the show, Amanda. And this is what she said. Hey, big fan of the show. Dad jokes are on point and approved by my four and seven-year-old. My son was giggling so hard when you were talking about kids in your son's school getting paged for taking too long in the bathroom. <laughs> As a dad, I think you'll appreciate this. My four-year-old daughter loves Harry Potter, but is adamant that his name is Terry Potter. Could you imagine Terry at Hogwarts? Thanks for all the laughs. You two are killing it. That's a lovely message, by the way. Thank you for that. Well, we heard that from Amanda. Uh-huh. And her daughter. We did. Terry Potter. Terry we're Potter. Like, well, we got to get to work now. Yep. So uh, with the help of our producer, Logan, this is what we came up with. <laughs> this summer, 
The next adventure in the wizarding world. Harry Potter and the Half-Smoked Smoke. Ever wonder how you got that sweet ACDC lightning bolt scar? You're a friggin' wizard, bud. Place the Bass Pro hat on your head, and you'll be sorted into your houses. Hmm. Hufflepuff and darts. Time for your first flying lesson. Place your hand over your curling broom and yell, Hurry hard! This thing f***ing rips, bud. Ronald Weezy, please try to keep up. <laughs> what are they playing? It's called Quad Ditch. You have a few too many and put your quad in the rhubarb. <laughs> All while chasing some snatch. But there was a dark presence over the school. It's he who must not be named. Who? Lord Fobeatmort! I, I can't understand him. <laughs> That's what makes it all the more terrifying. So join Terry. Gonna levitate a few Bud Heavies up to these lips. Bud Weiserum Leviosa. Haggard. You mean my ex-wife? <laughs> Ron Wheezy. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the Wizarding World this summer. Terry Potter and the Half-Smoked Smoke. The Clarence Podcast. So, growing up just outside of Toronto, uh, I was never exposed to country music. My parents never listened to country. There was no country station in Toronto. It's mind-blowing to me that there's no country station in Toronto. It's like no. arguably the most popular format in it's North insane. America. I know. And, and the, the biggest city in Canada doesn't have a country station. No. And I don't know if it's because, I mean, the surrounding areas, if you go like just outside of Toronto, you can find different little stations that have country or what. But mm. for some reason, there is no country. And I, again, I just was never exposed. I didn't have friends who listened to country. So when I first moved out to Calgary, I that is when my country journey began. This is the first time I was really exposed. Like, I started in Regina. I lived there for a little bit, and then I got here, and I got more and more well-versed with country. But it was crazy to be that old, to be like 20-whatever <laughs> years old, and kind of just get my first foray into country music. I'm from Saskatchewan, and I got hired at a country station when I was like 23, mm -hmm. and I probably could have named you 10 country songs total. Okay. And I was working at a country station, and from there, I've learned a lot about it. Interesting. But, okay, yeah. so it's not, because I was like, I feel like I'm just a complete idiot and moron when it comes to country. People will all be like, well, you know this song, right? I'm like, nope, I don't. <laughs> and it got me thinking, though. I was like, what would the greatest country song of all time be then? What's the stairway to heaven of country yeah, music? Like, yeah, like, because of course we know this through rock. I know I can name you yep. a bunch, but when it comes to country, I was like, I truly don't think I know the answer to this. I don't know if there's like one that's agreed upon, but there's a few that pop to mind immediately. Okay. And I have a couple that pop to mind to okay. me, but again, I don't know if this is, this is maybe because of, I, I'm in a band mm -hmm. and um, the lead singer of our band, she is very well versed in country. So of course, when we play covers and stuff, she'll want to bring some of the classic country tunes. The big into. ones, right? So I was like, these are the ones that kind of I have. So here's the first one I thought of, Shauna. Yeah, please. I fell into a burning ring of yep. fire. Johnny Cash. Down, down, down. If that's necessarily his biggest song, but that is the first one that came to mind when I thought of a country song that like everybody would know. Interesting, and yeah, that did not come to mind at first. It took oh. I, it came later for me, and I did have that when I really really thought about it. But at first, not that it was this one. Really? Yeah. Is that 
Mama. So that That's one the is, old Crow Medicine Show version, right? Yes, and it's then, not the original Bob Dylan. Um, there's just bad, it's not great recordings that Bob are available. Dylan but wrote that? Bob Dylan originally, yeah. And the, arguably the most famous version now is by Darius Rucker. Yes. Hootie of the Blowfish himself. And I think that's why Wagon Wheel came to mind because it's been covered so many times. And when we do shows, we've talked a lot about Wagon Wheel. People are like, it's always a staple is Wagon Wheel. So, but again, this is my very limited knowledge, mm-hmm. right? So that, that one came to mind. Here's the other one I thought of. Okay. Think of the songs that like everybody would know. Yeah. And everybody knows that Garth Brooks tune. And it's funny because that seems like a fairly new song, isn't it? Like when was that released? In comparison to what I'm thinking, go to I'm like, it's gotta be something super old. That's no? had the, but, that's had time to establish its place. But that's not true because you're right. That song is That was nineteen ninety. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh the other one is this one that came to mind. My old Dolly there. Again, covered so many times. That's it, yeah. You could make a really strong case for that as the goat of country songs. Interesting. I'm wondering what, are we missing some? Like, I my, feel like there's some majors. My vote would be for this one if, uh, in terms of just the song I like the best that would be at the top of the list. Country John Denver. And guess what I have over here. Yes. Take me yes. Home. Yeah, totally. Well, that's our go-to country song. That's what we think. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I have a couple of Vancouver stories for you, Shauna. Okay, great. Uh, The first is from friend of the show, Danielle. She sent me an article from the Globe and Mail about how cyclists in Vancouver and Victoria are concerned that the bike lanes are becoming too crowded with scooters and skateboards and Mm e-bikes, which all fall into the category of micro-mobility transportation. Yeah. So they don't want you driving cars. But they also don't want you in their bike lanes. So. My God. This just extends to. Remember when they did an actual funeral for the one bike lane that was taken away? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's getting out of hand there. Anyway. Here's a quote from the article from the Globe and Mail. Okay. There's a huge cultural change, said Simon Fraser University sociology professor Travers, who uses only one name and prefers they as a pronoun. (laughs) Dr. Travers recently spent part of their research year making food deliveries on an electric unicycle to study what life in the new era of micromobility proliferation is like. Oh, my God. Where do you start? What is going on there? Are you kidding me? An electric unicycle? He goes by a name like Madonna and he rides around an electric (laughs) unicycle. Holy That's the crap. most Vancouver thing I've ever heard. Oh, uh, I need to okay. meet that man. Anyway, okay. So, while this is going on, there are some people still trying to get more people into the bike lanes, right? My right. dad sent me an article about the Vancouver Naked Bike Ride, which oh, of course, you've yes. probably heard of, I think. It many happens of our, every year. Yeah, yep. we've talked about this before. Many of our listeners will be familiar with that. Yep. Uh, it was news to my dad, though. He, I think he was pretty flabbergasted by it. He would be. Um, so, it happened this past Saturday. It's a protest against oil, pipelines, car culture. Now, I have no qualms with nudity. No. Pretty comfortable with nudity. Yep. But the idea of riding a bike, specifically naked. Yeah. I don't know, man. It just seems like the hoop, the seat would go right up your hoop, you know? Well, that's, I mean, there's padded shorts, right? Because yeah. it hurts so much to be on a bike seat in regular clothing. You're like, nah, raw dog it. Like, you've got, <laughs> like, do, does everyone in Vancouver then have a full leathery hoopla donut down there? Is that what's happening here? Well, it just... I think I'd be standing for the entirety of that oh, yeah. ride. And then do you have to burn the bike seat when the ride is over? Yeah, like you got to put some padding on that or something, but right? Still, it's your 
It's your bare bonus hole right on the bike seat, so... It is going right up your blooming onion. <laughs> like, right... It's... You can't stop that. So, I mean, again, maybe that... Whatever. I mean, to each their own. They're fine with it. They figured it out, I guess, so... Like, imagine seeing a bike rack full of bikes from the naked bike ride. It's like, ugh. Don't get too close, anyone. I hope that's somebody a pile, just comes that's along a with disinfectant just sprays right, sprays right down. Do they, they make do. a disinfectant strong enough for that? No, I think those seeds And is it be organic? Because they'd burning. be like, there's chemicals in that! The and Shauna Podcast. Yesterday I saw the Blue Jays tweet out like home of Canadian betting or something. And it was for one of the betting sites that of course they're on of board course. now. Like of every course. sport out there. <laughs> but it got me thinking about how Buck and Pat or Buck and Dan, the Blue Jays commentators, would have to be on board with betting. It's a beautiful night at the ballpark for yeah, some... Ba- crap, I fed on the anthem being under two minutes, Buck. What a crock. Tabby and I have just discovered sports betting, and safe to say we're going pretty hard on it. Who'd you take to get the first hit, Buck? Well, this leadoff hitter needs to reach on his first plate appearance, or I'll have some explaining to do when I get home to my wife later. Ah, my back hurts. I slept on the couch last night. But if I can cover the spread, old Buck's getting the porterhouse tonight. Woo! Ah, there goes the spread, Buck! Son of a bitch! Oh, that is not good! Ah, don't feel too bad. I bet my watch on that last play. Just a reminder that Tuesday night, Tabby won't be here. He's going into hiding as there are some guys looking for him. I gotta get out of here. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was filling up the gas station the other day, and across the pump island from me was this huge Terry. He was wearing a Def Leppard slash Motley Crue tour tank top. Oh, yeah. Was it a cutoff? Well, it was a tank top. Okay. Like, it was a. It was like a. Sorry, I meant like a ripped one. Like no, he did no. It himself. Okay, came he bought that it way. this way. Oh, but it yeah, was like beautiful. a combo. Both of those bands, oh, both huge Terry bands. Yeah. And it showed his shoulder tattoo. His, on his on his shoulder, he had palm trees tattooed on there. Yeah. And as we know, mm-hmm. Terry loves Mexico. Sure does. So it doesn't surprise me that he would have a vacation tattoo. Mm-mm. But that got me thinking. Can we do a top ten Terry tattoos? I think we could. I think there's a clear number one. Yep. We'll, we'll see. I, I think, we'll I see think so. I wonder if we'll be on the same. We've been in the top 10 forever. Top 10 Terry tattoos. You want to start it off, Sean? Yep. Mm-hmm. In a number 10, got the tattoo of the Skidoo logo with the big X <laughs> behind it. That's, he's such a big fan of the Skidoo that he'll get the actual logo tattooed. Number nine, the aforementioned Mexican vacation tattoo. Palm trees, that turtle. Yes. The Day of the Dead skull. Terry would always rather be drunk and sunburned in Mexico than whatever he's doing now. Absolutely. And this is a nice reminder for him. In a number eight, uh, that Calvin and Hobbes pissing <laughs> in tattoo form. Could be pissing on all kinds of things. A uh, brand of truck he doesn't like. Trudeau, something like that. Yeah, any of that. That would be dedication to mm-hmm. get a pissing on, tat- on Trudeau tattoo. That would be super dedicated, yeah. Number seven, a tattoo commemorating a championship win by his favorite sports team. Oh, of course, yes. Denver Broncos, Super Bowl 50 champions, Vince Lombardi trophy. 100%. You get it. Yep. yep. Uh, in number six, a picture of a naked woman with massive jugs. <laughs> Yes. He saw it and he was like, that woman has great jugs. I'm getting that tattooed on me. I can look at that every day for the rest of my life. Um, Number five, just mom in a heart. That might be the OG of Terry tattoos, right? Yeah, that would be. You're probably right. Yeah. In a number four, simple, the rock on symbol. Oh, the... The, fa- the the devil horns? The devil horns. For when he's not feeling like he's rocking on, he can be reminded by his own tattoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number three, his last name across his shoulders, like the name bar on a jersey, yep. but in a fancier font, like 
Like ye old English or Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. I had that one as well, but I have a backup because okay. of that. Uh, and this one's kind of a joke Terry tattoo, which is rare, but it's a dart on his finger that he can hold up to his mouth as if he's smoking. Kind of like people were doing with the mustaches yes, for a while. Yes, the hipsters did it with the mustache. Terry has a really good joke where he does it with <laughs> with the dart. Okay. Uh, and Party I think trick. the number one Terry tattoo is barbed wire. Oh, yes, absolutely. Goes around the bicep. Yep. You do not mess with Terry. That is the one I had number one. Is Yes, that is the universal Terry. Yep. Your top 10 Terry tattoos. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. Got couple a couple etym- of them here. A couple etymology requests for you, Shauna. Yeah. Uh, the first one, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but I'm wondering where the town of Carstairs got its name, because that's a weird one. Super weird. It's name. just two items. Yep. Car, stairs. I know. Where does it come from? So, uh, it comes from, it's named after Carstairs, Scotland, obviously, as so many places are. Uh, but it comes from the Scottish Gaelic, and the word car, which of course is spelled with a silent J because it's Gaelic, uh, means an enclosed defensible site. And stairs is essentially from an old name for river or a stream. So it has nothing to do with nothing what we think of as... Nothing to do with car or stairs. It literally just means a defensible site by a, a river. That's I had no idea. All it is. Okay, yeah. no, I haven't heard that Which before. Which is crazy, yeah. Uh, the other one, we had actually two friends of the show recently request the etymology of the term chinwag. Which is funny because I've never heard that term You've never heard before. the term chinwag? No. Um, but yeah, it just... I, it's it, it's it's, like fit. A ch- it's a chat, a conversation. Yeah, uh, and we're having a chin wag right now, aren't we? We're wagging our chins at each other. That's exactly what it comes from, though. It's literally just <laughs> from the the motion that your chin makes when you're talking. I've never thought I I right? think I've heard that once or twice. It's really a hilarious term. It isn't really it? is, and that visual of your just your chin actually wagging is. <laughs> what you do when you talk, and it's a great visual. Like we're so, not actually saying anything. We're no, just we're wagging just wagging chins. chins. Man. Which you could do without talking, right? Like just, I'm, I'm just going to wag my chin over here. Oh, I'm going to start thinking about how I can use this more often. I know. It's just in uh, my regular It's a parlance. weird visual, though, for something. Like, I just Isn't picture, it? like, the cartoon, just, like, big, bouncy chin there that's going off. Yeah, check out our podcast. We have a bit of a chin wag on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you got a big, defined chin, your chin really wags. Like, it goes to town over there. <laughs> Your chin's working hard over there. It's wagging hard. I'm wagging my chin so hard right now, but you can't see it. It's getting sore. Etymology <laughs> with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put chin wag on my business card. Professional chin wag. That's what we do. Need someone to come over and wag chin? We can wag chin. We are chin wags. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot, actually. You wag some good chin at you. You're wagging some real dumb chin at me right now. You're talking stupid. Yeah, you're you're wagging some shit chin. Is that even <laughs> your chin you're wagging, or is that somebody else's? You know. Do you wag chin at each other before you wag chin at me? All right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a funny term. Isn't I love it? that so much. Yeah. Uh, can real you wag chin, chin wagger over there? Can you wag chin for a moment about Shane Holmes, Shauna? <laughs> wag some chin on the topic of Shane Holmes. Shane Holmes has great customizable options. So you can customize your home way more affordably than if you were wagging chin. Wag that chin, Shauna. Wag it. Again, like the visual of wagging chin <laughs> is just so funny. Like it's just ridiculous. I love it. So yeah, chin wag in we're there. bringing that back for sure. Well, reach out to Shane Holmes and wag some chin. They'll have a chin wag with you about they what will. you want in your home. And yeah, they'll but make you should wag off with somebody. You're sure you could. Is that what happens when you spit fire? Like if you're rapping or you're, you're wagging some, oh, those are the ultimate chin waggers. 
and you have a ch- you have a chin wag off. <laughs> <laughs> stop, I don't know if the rap oh, world is going to want to adopt that one. I think they will. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. ShaneHolmes.com. Get in touch with them. Wag some chin. Figure out what you are looking for in your next home. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Shauna, I'm assuming that you are familiar with the, the concept of the participation trophy. Yes. Yes. You've heard people from the generations before ours complain about the participation trophy generation, which we are, right? And yep. It's the idea that younger people are coddled and everybody is told they're special and they get trophies just for participating, even if they aren't successful, mm-hmm. and that this is therefore detrimental to society, that it leads to entitlement and a false sense of self-esteem and all that. You've, you've heard all that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to an interview recently where two people were discussing this, uh, this concept, and they both agreed that kids who receive participation trophies Inside, they know that the gesture is hollow mm-hmm. and that they didn't actually win anything. Yep. And thus the trophy is meaningless. But in my experience, that's not true. Like each season, my kids have played sports so far. When the season wraps up, they'll get a medal or like Bo just finished his little league season and he got like a championship style ring. Nice. From, even though they were knocked out of the playoffs, they didn't win the championship, right? Yep. And... Like Brigham is six. They don't even have playoffs, right? He just finished soccer and got a medal. My kids love this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so important to them. Like we were going to miss the last game of baseball because we were going camping and Bo's like, well, will I still get my medal if we're going to have medals? And I was like, well, yeah, we'll find a way to get it. He's like, I got to get my medal. And I was like, huh? Yeah. So what do I do as a parent, Shauna? As a parent who wants to prepare my kids for the real world. As a parent who... Like, have we actually... <laughs> Is it proven that given these participation medals is actually like ruining children? Because I remember when I when I played soccer, we got them. We got those medals at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And I, but I remember knowing we didn't win, but I still loved that medal we got because it was almost like a gift at the end of the season. Rather than saying I won the championship, I saw it as just I completed this season. You know what I mean? Like right. it was a bit of a, a like a reminder of the friends I made and the fun we had in that past season. And that's what I saw it as. And that's what it was. It didn't make me any less competitive. It didn't, you know, make mm-hmm. me see it as a way of being like, oh, well, I won. Like, that's not how I looked at it. And I I don't know how many kids truly look at that as I won. And that's uh, causing some sort of detrimental thing in their mind. You know what I mean? Because like, they know they didn't. Mm-hmm. Kids are smart. Mm-hmm. You know that you did not win the entire season. So giving them a little gift at the end of the year, what's wrong with that? It's like going to a party and then you get a <laughs> a bag at the end of your party. You know, like it's a little gift and it's super exciting for the kids because they love getting free stuff, as does everybody in the world. So I just, if if you're looking at it that way, I don't see why that would be a problem. So you're looking at it as, as, a, as a tangible, like it's a, a physical thing that you have to commemorate this yes. season that you had with your... Again, like just like at the end of lots of things where we get gifts, you know? Like, right. Because you're, you're right. The kids do know when they have won and lost. Yes. Like my boys are both super competitive. I remember and- getting the medal and being like disappointed because we didn't win. But I was like, oh, well, at least this will remind me like, again, of the mm-hmm. year. That's what it was kind of seen as to me. I remember thinking that. It didn't mean that I thought... That I won, right. you know, and that everything that I do in life means that I win because I get this medal. Like, no. And Bo, I mean, he was super bummed when they were knocked yeah. out of the playoffs. Like, I had to talk him down. I was like, it's okay, man. Like, you're gonna you're gonna lose more than you win. 
I'm over the course of your sports career. Very but, competitive. That didn't stop because yeah. I got this participation medal. And this ring now has like a special place on his dresser where it sits, and he's so pumped about it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's a that's a good way of looking at it. I it's think kind of just a, a memory of the the season of being yeah. with your friends and playing this game. I don't see why that's a problem. I don't know though. I don't have kids. So. Maybe I'm taking the, the the term participation trophy too literally. Maybe it's like maybe that's just meant to sum up the larger culture of our generation of like yeah everybody is special always try your best but i mean that is kind of the message that i give to my kids like if you go out there and you try your best and you come up short that's going to happen mm -hmm. throughout your sporting career like totally. i played for I don't know how many years i won one championship that yeah. was it right and yeah. it was very special when we did totally but yeah i just i don't see how giving young kids, especially that age, you know, like super young yeah. kids that like, what, <laughs> what good is it going to do if I go to Brigham and say, you no, did not earn you that. You lost. Give it right? to me until you win. You go sit in the corner <laughs> and think about that loss. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Tracy wanted to submit a fortune 500 and I'm not sure if we've done this or not. Okay. Uh, for those who don't know, the fortune 500 list is of course the list of local business names with puns in them. Yes. And um, we've covered a lot we, of them. And that's why it's tough to even get to the bottom of it. If we've, if we've even featured it already. Yeah, this one though, at this point I'd say like four out of every five that are submitted are ones that we've maybe nine out of 10 yeah. are ones that we've covered already. So. It's getting to the point where when we get one that we haven't done. We're like, Oh wow. Ooh, look at this. Oh my. <laughs> uh, so here it is. Okay. Ready for it? A glass act. So instead it's of a glass shop, it's a glass, it's a window cleaning company. Okay. And they're called a glass act here in Calgary, uh, in Red Deer, apparently. Red so Deer. it's a little further out, but Red Deer, a oh, glass we count act. That. Have you, have, have we covered No, that? we haven't. That's okay. a new one. And it's great. It's a great pun. It's phenomenal. I heard that and I was like, it's so good. I was like, we must have covered it. But I guess because it's a little further out, maybe not. A glass act. So simple. Of course, a play on a class act and it's exactly what you do. You're it's a glass act when you window clean. And who is this from? This is from Tracy. 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 Well, congratulations. You gave us one to you. we haven't yes. found. Way to go, Tracy. You get an award for that. Good pun. Woo! The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So it's my boyfriend Cliff's birthday. Um, today? And, uh, today, yeah. Happy birthday, Cliff. Right? Happy birthday. And uh, often when one of us has a birthday, we have to pick which weekend we want to celebrate it based on our schedules and we're long distance. And so it's kind of a weekend that works for both. So uh, Cliff and I decided on next weekend to celebrate his birthday because our Kells are playing in Red Deer and we have a few friends that are going. So we figured it would be a big celebration cool. and that kind of thing. Uh, but this weekend, uh, Cliff is playing in a ball tournament in Kindersley. And at one point, I was like, I wonder if I could maybe drive out Saturday morning. It's about a four-hour drive or so, four hours and a half, to surprise him in Kindersley. And then I realized, like, I thought about it a little bit. I was like, he's going to be playing ball the whole time, and it's a four-hour drive, and it's about 12 hours of hang time, which we wouldn't really see each other. I'd just be in the stands. So I was like, that doesn't logistically make sense, money-wise and gas-wise. So I was like, no, no, I won't. And then yesterday... I was telling Cliff that I got tickets to the grandstand show tomorrow night and he got super quiet and he was like, oh, well, I was really hoping you were going to surprise me in Kindersley. Oh. And now I'm like... That hurts. <laughs> Damn. So I kind of, I was like, oh, well, now I feel, and I kind of said to him, I was like, look, I was actually, it's funny that you, I was like weighing that. But then you figured you'd be driving and as long as you'd be seeing him. Logistically, so. didn't make sense, and I'd rather spend that next weekend with him. And but I was like, now that you said that, I feel like absolute ass. Damn. 
So what do you do? And he, it's funny because after I said that, he was like, well, I didn't want you to feel bad. And I'm like, well, saying that <laughs> kind of makes me feel... And he didn't fully understand that. He's like, no, no, like, that's not what I meant. And I'm like, can you imagine if I said that to you? Would that not make you feel just a little bad? Like, oh, well, I was really hoping you'd surprise me, but that's cool. <laughs> I'm not as important as... I know. Uh, that's okay. I'll be by myself, then it's cool. And now if you do surprise him, it just feels like you were forced into it, well, right? Like, you should like, ah, surprise! This is yeah. it, right? So, I mean, it, the surprise is not right. No, the whole... Saying that out loud, I think, is a kind of a silly thing to say out loud, isn't it? Like, because then it's not a surprise because you just ruined the surprise, even if it was a surprise. The real culprit here is adult birthdays. I, we just need to agree honestly, to stop celebrating adult birthdays because there's always a discrepancy in a relationship between yeah. one person who takes a birthday too seriously and one who takes it not seriously enough. And sometimes it even changes year to year depending on what you have going on in your life. And then there's hurt feelings yeah. and there's money expected to be spent. Adults don't need to celebrate their birthday. This is what I was thinking, actually. You know how we we like to make fun of the young people who like do the week long birthdays. Yeah. The I was like, I think the older people might be worse. Between my, <laughs> like my parents are still so big into birthdays. Like if you miss somebody's birthday, because like it's it's the worst thing in the world. See, I think it's a family to family thing oh, because okay. like my family doesn't take birthdays that seriously. Yeah, we did when we were little. And like my close, mom would throw parties for us, but close parents the same thing. It's like big into it's it? huge into it, and he, obviously he reflects that too. And I'm just like, holy crap! You're right. Adult birthdays, it's a nightmare. Let's get rid of them. Let's. I'm ready for it. After 18. No you, more birthdays. No more birthdays after that. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I have a name I'd like to propose for bar stars at Stampede, if I could. Okay. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. Stampedeorites. Oh. Get what I'm saying? Because like they're stars, like meteorite, but Stampedeorites. It's very specific for Stampede. Sure is. Our stars. Uh, this is a very niche niche thing that, I mean, will only come about but once a year. I really uh, like ten days. the portmanteau. Yes, thank you. I like you. that part of it. But it's, it's, a, a bit, it's a bit clunky? or It's not that it's a bit clunky. I think that we can massage the definition of it. Okay. Because meteorite is actually the rock that right. comes to Earth, right? Okay. A meteor is the, the light you see streaking across mm -hmm. the sky. Yeah. Not technically a star. We right. call them shooting stars, so it's close. But meteorite is the rock. So is this the man that's following the bar star then? Is that what a stampedeorite is? Or I'm thinking it's someone who goes too hard, crashes, and burns. Oh. Because a meteorite, most of them burn up as they come through the atmosphere and are significantly smaller by the time they get here. Yes. So I'm thinking it's it's the okay. one in the group who goes way too hard and either totally. hits the dirt or gets tossed out or... Okay, so the dude that I saw passed out on the grass this morning. Stampedeorite. Or is he a stampedeor? Right? You can even say it that way. Oh, look at that stampede over there. Like a meteor? That would be someone who's active. Actively. Someone who's still moving Actively around. Actively crashing and burning. Someone so he's a stampede, right? Someone who's okay. down on the earth is a stampede, right? I think we should all start using this because I think it's it's great. And I mean, there are so many of these instances that you see throughout stampede, right? So to have its own designated term, I think it deserves it. Do you know if you Google meteorites, there's a little animation of a meteorite that comes across your screen and then your screen shakes as it hits the earth? No. Nope. It's very cool. Oh, that's fun. What, what happens if you Google stampede, right? 
Uh, it autocorrects you? So far, Let's nothing. So that. it looks like this one is yours, Shauna. Great. Nice work. Great. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna download it daily to whatever device you use later. X After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.